Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome. You are listening to Songs for the Soul, powered by Solitary. I'm your host, Allison Cadena, and here at Songs for the Soul, we're asking some of our favorite up-and-coming artists and music lovers to share their personal playlists. We'll get to know which songs are most important to them, and also hear some personal stories as to why. If you like what you hear, you can get previews and bonus clips by following us on Instagram and YouTube. Just search for Songs for the Soul Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Songs for the Soul. This is Allison Cadena, and it is an honor to have this next guest on the show. He is a wonderfully talented poet who I had the pleasure of meeting on another solitary project called Soul Untapped, which he is the host of. And so I'm excited to turn the tables and hear more about his journey. And he's got a lot of things coming up from headlining Inspired Word, uh, which is a performance series here in New York, to being featured on an upcoming book, Poeticals Volume 1, and even his own upcoming book, B Notes. So please welcome to the show, B. Hey, give the applause. I know, right? Whenever we get to this point in the show, I'm like, I wish we had like a, a little stage applause for, for the guests, you know? It just feels like that kind of moment. <laughs> it does. It does. We need we need some studio audience uh, sound effects. We're going to work I know. That. For now, all you have is me, which yes, you can't even see my excitement because it's a podcast. <laughs> so, listen, I was going to say bring out pom-poms, but yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, you know, we're going to work on this. We're going to work on this. <laughs> What's up, though? I'm so happy to be on. I know. I'm so glad to have you on. It's been a, lo- a while since we filmed The Soul Untapped, and I know a lot of things have happened for you. Um, but of course, we'll talk about all of that coming up. First, I just want to ask, what was the process like for you? Um, we always ask this because some people will say, you know, I picked my songs in like two seconds because I knew exactly which ones. Some people will be like, I've been brewing on this for five days. So how was the process for you in picking your songs for the show? I picked it in two seconds. <laughs> nice. No, I, so I, you know, like you did, I kind of went through the prompts and I answered all of them like a crazy person. But that was mostly because I could answer like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. I like, I have a pot, I have on playlist for like my moods. So that's one thing. And then second, I'm that type of person that everybody always laughs at. I have a song for like every situation. So yeah. I'm like, if I'm feeling something or somebody's going through something, like, oh, you should listen to this song. Half the time it's sad ass songs. I don't know why. I love a sad song. I I could be in a good mood. I could be perfectly fine, and I'll just be like, "Let's listen to something sad." I mean, I love me a good ballad. I love some like nice pop R and B, whatever. That's that really got some emotion. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably also because you are like a poet that you. I feel like you guys are so into emotions, and sad songs just go there. Like they just go there, and I'm sure you guys love it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, 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 very much. I'm just like. I'm always into, especially like the writing. I'm always gonna look like, oh, who wrote this song? And especially when I found that an artist like wrote and sang it, I get so excited because it's like, you know, you know how I am with the pen. Right. You appreciate a good pen because you got a good pen. <laughs> sad, sad. <laughs> um. Anyway, so let's get started. So for everybody, this is B's playlist. 
the first prompt that we gave you, um, we asked you for a timeless song. And the one you chose, there's no doubt, is a timeless song. Um, and that is Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. So tell us what it is about this song. Why did this come to mind? Because exactly like you said, it is a timeless song. Like that song is epic. That song is everything. Aside from being what it was just for their career, it's one of those songs that I hear anywhere at any time. And I'm like, and I am excited and I'm going to sing it and I'm going to be out of breath singing it. I'm going to try to sing everything from the fucking opera to the background, any single thing. It's, it really isn't amazing. It's like, it's one of those songs that I guess, unless you're like this newer generation, but like everybody knows on top of that. And it's also one of those, it's like, you'll be saying like you're at a bar or something. You see random people coming together and just singing it. And I don't give any excuse to the newer generations because they came out with a really good movie about it. So, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't know the original, you should have at least watched the movie and that should have put you on to the song. <laughs> I saw the movie in theaters because I love Queen. And then I just watched it again recently. on like, I think it was HBO Max or whatever. And mm -hmm. I said, what a good movie, but what good music. I love Queen. And Queen has some hits. Right, for sure. No doubt about that. Um, and then this song in particular is like, the, it's a very complex song in like the way it's constructed. It's like a bazillion minutes long and there's opera parts. It's inspired even by an old German folk story, my research showed. Um, but, you know, it's it's obviously rock, opera, it's storytelling. And I I was wondering, are there any um art forms or artists that inspire your work that maybe we might be a little surprised to hear um surprise probably not but i've drawn inspiration from Nicki minaj drake j cole jay-z and I'm, I'm literally looking for like thinking of artists where i've used like specific songs that i know that's drawn in great and there's an artist that probably not a lot of people know. Her name is Alex Johnson. She's an indie artist from, I don't know if she's from Canada or grew up in Canada, because I know she spent a portion of her life in Brooklyn, too. But she was in this song, in this show back in the day, like on the end. Do you know what I'm talking about? Instant yes. Star. Right. Instant Star. Yeah, she's on Instant Star, and I was obsessed with Instant Star. So <laughs> I actually still follow her, like her and her music, and she still does music and releases it. I followed her on tour like a few times. I've gotten pictures, but I still... Love her, and she's dope as hell. But yes, I've used her as inspiration for a couple of poems as well. Her writing is phenomenal. Her writing is crazy. Even on that show, the music on that show was like, it didn't seem like TV show music, like soundtrack music. It seemed like this is a, a hit that they, and a lot I don't know why it didn't pick up. With her brother as well. Her brother did too? Yeah, her and her brother did a lot of the writing for most of the shows on Instastar. Like most wow. of the songs. Also her like um, newer stuff as well. Wow, I haven't kept up with her, but now you like you're reminding me like, oh yeah, she was dope. Remind me after this, I'm gonna put you onto some really good songs that oh my god, God, you're gonna love it. Just wait, just wait. I love it, and I love I love when artists geek out over other artists. Like that is the highest compliment. I feel like oh, I have to, I have to. Like whether it's somebody as like you know that's an indie artist like Alex Johnson, or say somebody big like. Nicki Minaj or even I have a few friends that are artists whether they're singers or rappers or whatever like if I love you your stuff I love your stuff like and I actually really like that like 
on my different playlists, I can, you know, I'll have like these big artists, but then I'll also have like my friends and other things. And then also like I've been featured like on songs before. So having myself on my own playlist and hearing my voice be so trippy, but I like it. Mag, what song? So we could check it out. I'll so add it to the playlist afterward. All right. There's a song. It's called um, Cosmic Dust by uh, Jem, J-E-M. It's uh, one of my homeboys. He's a rapper. He's a phenomenal rapper. His pen is crazy. And he had asked me to, um, to write something for his song. So whatever we did it, we collaborated. And the, the product is dope. I, I'm not saying it just because I'm on it. But I really like the song. I think, you know, anybody listening, check it out. You'll love the song. Love it. Who else makes his poetry and rap? And both from LGBTQ artists. So yes, I love that. Yeah, we're definitely gonna add that at the end of the podcast. I'll remind everybody that they can check out the songs that we're talking about, but that will definitely be on the playlist. Um, so moving on to your second song. Um, we asked you for a song that never fails to spark joy. And so the one that you chose, which I love it as like a theater nerd myself. Don't rain on my parade, but specifically the Glee version. So tell us right. what is it about this song? So first, I am gay as hell, but second, I love Glee. Like I really love Glee. I'm such a a Gleek, as they call it. And as much as a lot of people can't stand her, I love Leah Michelle or Rachel Berry. However you want to go by it, and you know that was her signature song. That was her like staple. So I'm just like, okay, boom. But it's like, yes, that is definitely, I love hearing her sing it because, you know, I love me some Rachel, but they also had like, if you know anybody that does watch Glee, um, Santana or Naya Rivera, as people do know her, she covered the song as well. And like later, um, like part of the series. And it's crazy because she did it like auditioning for Funny Girl with Rachel. So it was like a whole battle thing. And she ate that fucking cover too. And I'm just like, wow. Then of course, you still got to, you know, give it to Babs and be like, okay, baby, you know, this is you though. This is still you, Miss Dreisand. And also, so I'm, I listen, my ADHD, excuse me when I bounce, but um, let me say this first. Also, I watch The Voice a lot. There's an artist, young woman, her name is Wade McDonald. She is phenomenal. She has the speaking voice of like a seven-year-old girl, but the seasoned singing voice of a 40-year-old Black woman who's been through life. If you, if you look up her audition on The Voice, she did um, Feeling Good. That, yo, four-chair turn, amazing. And then when she finally started speaking, everybody was like, oh, she, she's phenomenal. But yeah, so that song, I love it. And I'm one of those people when, like, I, if I really, really like a song, I'll have multiple versions of the song, especially if I like covers. Like, Don't Rain On My Parade is only one of them. Um, I have a million versions of Sia's Chandelier. Like different artists, her acoustics, her regular, um, the song Landslide, whichever artist you want to go by, I love all the versions. For whatever reason, it makes me feel like an empowered lesbian, but I just really love this song. <laughs> I'm dead. I, you know, I mute my microphone to keep out background noise, but I think this episode, the muting is just for the laughter because you're killing me. <laughs> um no first of all we are kindred like playlist spirit because first of all i always talk about this i never know anybody's songs on the show until they send it to me and i look it up and this was the first time that i knew all of them but then even the ones that you just mentioned i'm like oh landslide i'm learning that right now i love that song <laughs> it is such a good song so good 
I, if I, anytime it comes up anywhere, usually somebody that I'm with will look at me like, but then I think that's also how I am. Like I have such an eclectic music taste and like my show, like my playlist in general makes no sense. If you throw my phone on shuffle, you're getting a bunch of random shit. <laughs> so like half the time, especially people that I'm saying, I'm like just getting to know, or even people that I do know, like if we're out shopping or at a restaurant or whatever, I'll always get a side eye. Like, how do you even know this song? Cause I get down with the eighties. I get down with the nineties. I get down with what's going on today. I just, I, like I said, I just like it. I love that. Um, but going back to the song, so I also am a Gleek. And so Rachel Berry, for those of you who have never watched the show, she's like this super high strung theater nerd girl. And she's like dreamed of being a Broadway star all her life. And uh, like you mentioned, this is her go to song. Like she says it multiple times. Like I've been singing this since I was four years old. She does it like several times in the show as like when she needs that, like, good like one two three definitely won the battle this is like mortal combat finish him for her right like this is her killer move so it made me think i think a lot of us have those i know i definitely do that i'm like if i have an audition you're always going to hear this one song from me but um is there any poem or project that for you is like that's your go-to you know that's going to kill the audience um, or maybe just a project that you worked really hard on. And so like, that's the one that you're most proud of. Uh, there's two of them. Like my signature poem is called Success Story. And that one definitely always does it. It's a really powerful poem. I, that's probably one of my proudest works. But um, there's another one called Solace. And Solace, I actually, if anybody wants to check, I actually have two videos of it on my Instagram. One of it is an actual visual that I made to go with it. And then the other one I called 10 Years of Silas because I, I wrote it 10 years ago. And it's a compilation of me performing back how old Back when I was like, <laughs> from like 19 to now, all the different times I performed it and put it together. And that poem always hits, like hits, hits, hits. I get people going with that shit. And it's one of my favorites and one of my proudest because I wrote it on my way to an open mic. It's not like it's something I sat down and was like really think like, at that time I was just going through the motions that on a 30-minute G-train ride to fucking Williamsburg, I wrote this poem. I didn't even plan on performing something new that night, and I just, I did. I wrote it, I spit it, and it hit. I've only, like, worked on it more and, like, tweaked little things, and now it's, 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 it's included in the book, and it's, again, one of my, that's, that's my, that's my finisher. Nice. I love that. Um, so you kind of mentioned your book. Um, I definitely want to give you a platform to talk about it. Um, you have two books coming out, one where you're a featured poet, um, but you have your own book called B Notes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, if you have like, when is it coming out? What was your motivation or inspiration behind it? Okay, okay. Well, actually, just, you know, I got to toot my own horn here. This is my, these are going to be my second and third projects released this year, the officially published as a part of an anthology called I'm Not Crazy. And so, you know, a whole bunch of poets coming together and compilation of poems about mental health so i'm including that when i have one poem in there called okay excuse me definitely check it out great book you get on amazon um b notes b notes i'm aiming for november i've been working on this so hard and it's it's crazy because i've been working on it too hard to the point where my capricorn ocd rachel berry self is like i don't want to let it go it's not perfect yet i just between writing editing the front cover, the back cover, thank yous, like 
I'm a crazy person, but it should be out in November. It's with the editing team now, finally. But um, it's actually poems that go back. Like I said, Silas is 10 years old. Poems that go back as far as that up until now. And it's called B Notes because it's, um, it's kind of like my own notes. It's, a, it's poems that address situations, people, experiences, feelings, just different things that I've gone through that I write from a real personal standpoint. And my best way to verbalize anything is putting it into poetry. Like, believe it or not, I'm horrible with words. And half the time I say things, it comes out all mumbo jumbo or it comes out. I don't mean to be, but I was raised by my mother. <laughs> so yeah so poetry is my best my best thing so i really like i tackle a lot of topics in there as well like like you know relationships grief and loss uh mental health uh sexual assault there's a lot that i, I put my literally my heart and soul into that and it's a lot of my rose my most raw pieces like ever so again, I'm really proud and I can't wait to share it with people. And I'm sorry my craziness has blocked it from coming out. But, you know, it's coming. Before this year ends, y'all gonna get It's okay. As soon as you said you were a Capricorn, we all understood. Me especially. <laughs> Capricorn gang. Ooh, ooh. I was like, well, that's why it's taking forever. I feel you. But when it comes out, when it actually drops, it will be worth the wait. And that's what matters. <laughs> I, I can definitely say that. It most definitely will. And Love I think it. I'm going to do, you know, again, I'm Capricorn, but I really want to do a, a, an audio book to accompany it. Yes, so that, for that, sure. That's on my mind for early next year, though. So yeah, I read the book first and then I can hear it in my voice. <laughs> for sure. I actually, that, that brings up a good question. Do, do you, I mean, you do spoken word and you do um, like written poetry. Do you take a different approach between the two or is it just kind of how it comes out is how it comes out? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Um, I'm learning. So I'm, I'm used to doing spoken word. So what I've been doing recently is learning how to do poetry that's not so elaborate, that's not so long, even something that's like a few lines. And even with that, like I, could, I tried to share little things on my Instagram because it fits like in a picture. But it's, it's really difficult because I write how I talk and I perform how I wrote it because I'm writing it how I spoke it. So it just ends up being a lot. So like, I feel like if somebody like, and I've gotten actually where somebody reads my poetry and then hears my performance and goes, there's a difference in that. So even when it came down to me deciding to do this audio book, a lot of people like, well, I want to hear this because I now I know what it sounds like in your voice. So when it comes to like writing poetry and spoken word, it, it's, it's hard because I don't shut the fuck up. That's one thing. So I got to make it short and sweet and make sure that it doesn't, um, it doesn't really need the accompaniment of um, performance with it. Right. Because like performing, I feel like it's, it's almost like storytelling in a different way that you can make it longer, take pauses. Like if you're reading, it's not quite the same effect of like those extra things. The words kind of go by on their own almost. Right. Love it. Um, so let's go to your next song. So we asked you for your guilty pleasure song and the one you chose, we're all going to know <laughs> you chose Barbie girl by Aqua. So tell us about this song and why you chose it. Oh my God. I, what year did that song come out? Because more likely than not, I'm looking it up right now because I know my young ass had no, no, no behavior. Like singing this song, no business singing this song at this age. 
it came out in 97. I was six years old. But that was just a, that was a bop. Like, come on, yeah, no, that was just a bop. That's it. Even to this day, like, I say it's a guilty pleasure song, especially because if I'm like, I, I love to blast my music while I drive and I'm in Florida right now. So it's like, that song comes up on shelf. I'm just like, oh, let me just lower a little bit, but I'm gonna still listen. It's, it's a goofy song, honestly. The lyrics are out of this world, but it's catchy and it's, it's in very kind of, you know, like reminiscent of my childhood. Like I said, I was young, but I was still listening to it, you know? My, my ass knew I was gay by the time I was six, so I'm in my head like, yes, bitch, I am a Barbie girl. <laughs> Kiss me here, touch me there, hanky-panky, we're with all the shits. <laughs> I'm weak. It's like, if there was any doubt in your mind, Barbie girl. <laughs> right. You gotta, like I said, you gotta, you, you know that song comes out, you can't, can't hide you can't it is such a fun song we all know that that's it you can't not like barbie girl it's too much fun so you you alluded to barbie girl maybe not being as fun and childlike as we thought it was when we were six years old um and i definitely until i looked it up for this podcast i was like oh my god it really is pretty raunchy i never realized um is there any piece of yours that the real meaning or the inspiration is not quite what it seems on the surface. Like people might be surprised to hear that actually it came out of this scenario, let's say. Yes, but, oh, so I have, I have recently explored erotic poetry. So I do have a poem called Poetry. And it's already, it's a, it's a sexual poem as hell. So you listen to your, like, how you do in it, right? But what people don't know is that that poem is actually about one person in particular and things that we've done and, like, kind of our experiences, our, you know, our little rendezvous and whatnot, but to the point where even some of the metaphors that go on in the poem, they don't realize that they actually mean something else that happened in a situation. It just doesn't sound like it. So that poem, it's crazy because it, it does just sound like a sex poem. It's like, ooh, la, la, but it's so much deeper than most people even realize. And I like it because even now, even the people that do know it's about, you know, this individual, and even though the individual and I now aren't, like, together, it's still that one thing that's kind of, it's still, like, a secret that's not a secret, just it's there. It, you, you know, you know. I love it. I, I think it's funny too because the way that the audience is going to perceive the poem is, I, or I feel like even with like music and stuff, that people come up with their own conclusions and they swear that that's what it's about. And it's like actually, it's totally the reverse. I'm not hoeing. It's about one person. <laughs> right. I wanted to ask you. And, you know, we're talking about a lot of the stuff that you have going on. And I, I want you to have the opportunity, obviously, to tell us all about it. Um, your other project, Poeticals Volume 1, which is um, in collaboration with Jose Alicea of Solitree, who, you know, shout outs to Jose because he also put this show together. Um, it's about four poets, four stories, one journey. And so I wanted to hear from you. We've had some of the other poetical artists on as well. What was your take on this project? Um, or like, what can we expect uh, from you in it? Okay, so I'm actually getting to the backstory of the project, which is funny, because this is why I actually be you know some poeticals are coming out at the same time. Because 
uh, I started with B notes and shortly after Jose started with Poeticals. So originally I was supposed to be in Poeticals volume two because Jose didn't want to bother me as I was doing all this stuff. And I was like, I was like, understand the bottom of my head. I'm like, damn, I really wanted to be part of this already. I just, you know, I just like shit. So then uh, about a month, a month and a half ago, Jose was like, listen, one of the poetical artists, it's, you know, it's not going to work out. Do you think you can fill this, fill uh, this person's place? And I'm just like, yeah, bet. He's like, okay, but we're really on a crunch for time. Do you think you can do this in two weeks? And I was just like, yeah, bet. So I, you know, I pushed my pen. I went in it. So it's, um. It's kind of like what you're doing here with Songs for the Soul, but within the book, it's like prompts that we all go towards that really align our journeys with one another. And, and so for the podcast, you could just see a lot of realness for one. I try to, you know, I'm not even saying I tried. I did. I got creative with one in a, in a way that's still raw and honest about the person that I am. It's literally a lot of seeing me and kind of seeing me in a different light in a way in, in parts of my journey that I, that I guess I really haven't discussed too too much you know like I've described myself in ways that I perceive myself and how others perceive me and I described you know kind of things that you know younger Brandon went through and then on top of that I just talk about which is you know inevitable Brooklyn Brooklyn's my home you know no matter where I go no matter what I'm from Brooklyn. I rep Brooklyn. Half the time, people know it anyway from the way that I speak, which apparently in Florida, I have an accent. One day, I'm going to figure that out. But You do not have an accent. I heard that too. Like I didn't, I didn't learn I had an accent until I was like 23 years old. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like, this is regulars. I, you from up north? And I'm just like, yeah, why? Like, oh, we could hear it. Say how? <laughs> It's because your breath is chilly, not because of your accent. Okay, that's how they can tell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going back to your playlist, the next prompt that we gave you is a song that breaks your heart. And for this one, you chose. Oh, no. So we know this is true. That's the proof we need because I didn't even say the name and you're already feeling it. But the song that you chose is All I Ask from Adele. So when you're ready, take a breath. Tell us why this song. Why? <laughs> why? First off, Adele is like my that that that's my sad bitch. Like she comes out with a song next Friday, and I am so ready. Not only is she dropping 30, so we're like the same thing. She's dropping this song next week. I can't wait. I'm hyped. And she just she knows. I think in Adele's mind, she's just like, yeah, my life sucks and I'm going to write about it, but I'm just going to wait until Brandon goes through a breakup to drop an album. Because that's what Homegirl be doing. It's like every single time. So she dropped literally 21, whatever one the last one was during breakups and now her new one's coming out and I just went through one. So I'm like, damn. But yeah, so I was actually, um, I was engaged. I was at an early age, you know, silly me, whatever. So that album dropped, that was towards the end of the relationship and I will, I'll never forget like after like one of our like our, our finishing explosive thing and it was over and I'm pretty much like we're staying with one another but I'm getting ready to move and I remember I'm just in the shower and I put that song on and I'm just like shambles crying and then I had it on repeat because I'm just like but this song these words are fucking crazy like the way that it hits it hits so different and then I remember walking out and he looked at me and he's just like that's a sad ass song I'm like, I'm like i know 
this is this is shower water on my face and i was like me and one of my homegirls were like masochists so we listen to sad songs together all the time and cry and shit so like we would literally go on road trips and play that song and just cry together to it i could be happy and the song will still make me want to cry i could be in a relationship and arguing about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and i'm this song's just gonna make me cry it is every single time <laughs> don't the words like if you really Aside from her voice being beautiful and her, she writes so beautifully. Anyway, if you really listen, listen, listen to that song, it's just like every single word punches you in your chest. And I'm like, damn. Damn. I don't know how she does it. I feel like Adele, I know her music is personal to her, but she, she, she's singing our lives. Like everyone else, she's singing every other like audience members individual life (laughs) did you see the preview that she posted on instagram i did and i was really upset because i wanted more i felt like she gave us a little do 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 and i wanted her like give me a melody give me three words man zero words all she needed was to look at the screen and play an instrumental and i was already crying (laughs) i know right i'm like she's gonna kill us this is like i know this is gonna be another heart wrencher but like I wanted more. Like I want to cry today. I can't wait <laughs> until you drop it. You can't. You can't tease me like this. This is like somebody cooking an amazing meal and barely lets you get a sniff and takes it away. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Why you did that to me? <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, I'm so ready. I'm literally so ready. One of my best friends is coming um down from New York and gets here like two days before. I were ready, like planning the listening of this one single. Like, you ready to cry? Yes. I love it. And and I think it's also exciting because I like to believe that if she has a single, she has more of them somewhere. <laughs> There's more coming. <laughs> Listen, given Adele's pattern, Adele Adele doesn't drop and just to drop and then doesn't release a full product with it. Mm-hmm. I've followed her long enough to know this will be accompanied by probably one more single and then album and another single. Yes. I, just want, I just want that 30. I hit 30 in December, girl. Let's cry together. Our lives are both in gym. But you know, you look snatched. I look snatched. You'll be right there. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of snatch, uh, Adele, you know, she announced the new music that's coming out, but she's been kind of, you know, laying low for a while. Things have changed. She's gotten divorced. She's a mother. She's, you know, worked on her, on her physique uh she's got a new boo like she is a totally different Adele than when we left her and I know that you've recently gone through some big life changes you moved out of New York um what has what is it like for you as an artist and balancing the artistry and like your real life outside of that oh my god what a question um it's because I'm still learning. It's 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 a, a balancing act. Like you really have to try. So it's like this is why I love things like being on songs for the soul and hosting soul and tapped and hopping into soul for soul or working on poeticals and working on my book because I get really bad and sometimes I do let life consume me where I realize like yo I haven't been writing I haven't been doing this like I. Before I met Jose in 2019 and I performed at the um, Soul Trees Open Mic for the first time, I didn't even write or perform for over a year prior. Like, I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at being complacent. So I'm always doing things to make my life better, to 
appropriate. So I'm always like, before I was always in school or now like always working, working two jobs doing A, B, and C, but also still trying to keep my talent. And it's like trying to do it all at once ends up being kind of so much. But I do realize that every single time I do complete a project, complete a piece, do an open mic, do a podcast, do a, you know, host an event. I just like, it feels amazing. So I kind of make it to myself. Like I have to look at it like something that I take as serious as my job, because at the end of the day, it really contributes to my happiness so much. I know for a fact, even just doing this with you, we're going to finish recording and I'll be smiling for the rest of the so I have to incorporate it into my life. I make it a necessity. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm glad you're enjoying our little podcast. Um, I was going to say, I think it's also helpful. Like you mentioned how Jose will pull you into these kind of projects sometimes. I think it's helpful to like wear it on your forehead. Cause then when you slack off, other people will call you out. Like, Hey, you're a singer and you haven't sung. You're a poet and you haven't written you know so yeah. shout outs to those people like jose who will be like okay but you need to work now <laughs> <laughs> right and you know my friends are i think especially the way that my you know my creative process my performing all the things i've been involved in has grown so much because i've been doing this a long time but what i've done in the last two years doesn't compare to everything the eight years prior so my friends won't even let me stop like if it's been too long since they've seen or like me perform or heard something, they were like, okay, well, what are you doing? That's good friends you got. They're on your side. Um, So we have reached the the last uh, prompt of our show. And it is the one that's most special to us because it's the one we're named after. And we like to have fun with it because it's kind of vague. And so people kind of take it their own way. And so for your song for the soul, you chose Ride by Lana Del Rey. So tell us, first of all, how did you take this prompt? And then why this song specifically? I took the prompt as what song it literally is good for my soul. Like what song do I do I listen to when I just need to be at ease? When I just there's something's on my mind, I want to just get out or whatever. And I think of Ride because first off again i love lana um i love lana especially like when she first came out when she dropped that whole um born to die album the american edition of course everybody if you're gonna listen to it you gotta listen to it all that i don't care what anybody says about her music about it being sad and whatever but that album is a masterpiece from beginning to end i'm not skipping anything but ride is just again i just really resonate with the lyrics um there's a lot of things in there specifically that i pull out and i'm just like Wow. And, um, one of one of my favorite lines in the poem, in the poem, you hear me? In the song, is like, she's like, I'm brain farting because I'm getting nervous. <laughs> I don't know why. But she's like, uh, I'm trying hard not to get into trouble, but I've got a war in my mind. It's like, same sense every day, every day. That's so lot. crazy. Because when I checked out the song, this is the only one that I didn't really know. That's literally the, the line that I wrote out here. Because I'm like, oh, that is boom if that's not a line like that is a line you know so I was going to ask you what internal struggles do you deal with as an artist or as just a person as a as a person is a loaded question just listen to all my therapy you hear me listen to all my therapy listen to all my poetry well poetry is my therapy and Listen, I I just be going through through life, so I get my I, I make my therapist earn her paycheck, and then I put it on to my art and I share it with you guys. So check 
my poetry from my struggles. <laughs> I'm crying at myself. But I as, love like, that. What I struggle with as an artist, it's um, like I said, it's like finding that balance and putting things out. Like I'm not the type of person that really works on poem. I could count the amount of poems I've written my entire life where I write a verse here, then come back to it. Write a verse here, then come back. It's what what my biggest struggle is is figuring out what I want to say, how I'm going to say it, where I'm going to go with it, and getting it out. But it's almost like once I got that first couple of lines, I'm out and I'm going and I write like this. Like I've written the majority of my poems in under a couple of hours. It all just comes out straight. It flows like crazy. It's just a matter of like, it's almost like turning on a faucet but you in the hood and you don't got a knob, so you're taking the pliers and you're really trying to get that faucet open. That's, that's how my creative juices go. For sure. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like, I feel like people don't realize that as much as being an artist is an emotional thing and sometimes you can have like an experience or just a feeling that might inspire you, there is the like, preliminary work of where am I going with this like what am I trying to say that kind of you need to do before you can I mean you can't you can start spewing it out but then sometimes you'll be writing writing and get nowhere right and so like at least for me I'm like okay well what what was the point like what are you trying to say in this it almost needs to come to some kind of like logical conclusion and that sometimes is like the hardest part right and it's like and it's so funny the only thing that it's like my um one of my best friends uh her name is Sophia. i'm gonna just shout her out now because she's amazing but she is my 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 approver i would call it that so she reads everything before if it's going in a book if it's going to get performed if it's even if i have no plans on performing she approves everything before it's done so she always looks for like she always says you know you have a really good way of finishing home so if she if i show her a piece that i don't finish in a strong way and I, you know there's been a couple where there's been she'll be like no do it again and I'll just sit there with that and like damn now how am I going to end it with that because <clears throat> she will not if I if that she don't get that then it, it's not she's not approving it and if she doesn't approve it I'm not going to I'm not going to share with anybody else shout out to Sophia for keeping you you know hard hitting <laughs> right she's not going to let you put just anything out so shout outs to her um but so that is actually the end of our show i want to thank you so much for being here before we take off though tell us where people can find you one more time what should we keep a lookout for Ooh, okay so you can find me on instagram at brand.ari b-r-a-n-d-a-r-e-i i can find me on facebook too brandon ariel I mostly might be going to find myself on Instagram. My IGTV is packed with a bunch of performances and visuals and, you know, announcements for the book will be coming soon. So stay tuned for that. You can catch me also in Poeticals, you know, with the rest of the Solar Tree gang. They're all amazing and dope poets that I actually, you know, had the pleasure to perform alongside before and just really look up to. You can catch me also hosting Soul Untapped. Uh, season two is dropping soon. So to that, you know, we've had great people for season one. Uh, somebody here, I don't know. <laughs> um, where else? Oh my gosh, there's so much going. You can catch me on Songs for the Stones. <laughs> <laughs> right, but oh, I will also be performing for Inspired Word NYC. Um, that'll be December 2nd. 
You can catch the details on my Instagram. The uh, Eventbrite link is already up. It's like $15. Come through, show support. I will be one of the features. It's, I performed there. I featured for the first time right before the pandemic, like literally a week before it started. It was my last big performance, but it was such a good time. And I have definitely have some stuff I really want to spit hard. It's going to be the majority, like new stuff, like not in my book stuff, stuff people can really just, you know, start getting into, see some more new things. That'll be fun. Um, I'm also going to be, I'm trying my hand a little bit, not so much acting, but kind of acting. I'm working with Power Street Theater Company and I'll be performing a monologue for them soon. It's freshly written as well and kind of just tuning into that and my the direction I you know I kind of want to go in if you're going to see you're going to see a whole other side of me with a lot of truth to it a lot of emotion which I always like to give so there's that if there's anything else just again follow my Instagram at brand.ari because my attention span is horrible my ADHD is horrible but I be doing a lot so I forget how much I'm doing so you know just follow me it's a good time for everybody you do be doing a lot. And I love it because, you know, as you said, you're a Capricorn. So all these things, I'm like, I know they're going to be amazing. So definitely can't wait to check out the show and your book and everything. Um, but once again, thank you so much to our guest B for joining us. To everybody listening, as a reminder, you can follow along to all the songs that we mentioned today on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Just search for Songs for the Soul playlist B. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Once again, you can hear all the songs mentioned on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Music by searching for Songs for the Soul playlist. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this podcast, and keep an eye out for our next episode. Once again, this is Allison Cadena, and on behalf of Soul Tree, you are listening to Songs for the Soul. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.